What's up, everybody? It's your boy Tyree back with another episode of the Tyree Has the Audacity podcast. Now, as you can already see by the title, we are going to be talking about college relationships because what a lot of people don't understand is that that transition from high school to college is very drastic for a lot of people. And the people who are still in high school, everybody gets to experience it, but especially being in a relationship with somebody in high school when you're in college, I promise you it's a mental drain. Now, I don't know if you have to experience it to understand it, but I promise you it is not something that can easily be dealt with. Now, to help me in this conversation, because a lot of you guys were saying, Tyree, we love your podcast, but we want you to have somebody up there so we can, you know, hear like a different point of view. I listened to you and I have one of my closest friends here. His name is Obed Gant. Obed, please say hello to the people. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? My name is Obed Gant. I'm a good friend of Tyree. We've been friends for a few years now. And, um, yeah, man, I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to talk about our- a little. Let me tell you something. So, what a lot of people don't know is that yes, y'all see Tyree on TikTok. Y'all see Tyree on well, you used to see Tyree on YouTube. I don't know about that right now, but you know, and I'm on my podcast and Instagram and stuff like that. But in high school, none of that was a thing. I was really just sticking to YouTube. But I, a lot of my time was going to the organizations that I was in. So I was in SGA, I was class president, and I did. I was in principal's action council. I did a lot of things, but I was also in the drama. <laughs> I was in drama club and I was in drama class. So me and Obed, we actually met in middle school, I think mm-hmm. starting with SGA. Yeah. And then it, it grew and grew, and then we ended up being in drama together. Yes. And now we're here. What a journey, right? What a journey. So college relationships. So let's go ahead and and cut to the chase because I don't know how far my co-host right here is willing to go, but you know, I'm never going to push somebody past (laughs) them, whatever they want to talk about. So let's just start with the fact that being a college student dating a high schooler how is that because i know your girlfriend is in high school oh dang put me on the spot like that i'm just saying i'm just saying yes she is she is a senior in high school right now and um it has its challenges it most definitely has its challenges um and there's nothing weird or nothing we're only a year apart just to point that out we're only a year apart in age and in grade, so let's clear the air about that. Um, but it, like I said, it has its challenges. We like, you know, we're high school and college, so we both have our different mindsets. She is focused on getting grades and trying to get out of high school and applying for colleges and stuff like that. And I'm focused on networking, trying to get out in the world, trying to make the money, you know, trying to meet people and have experiences. So our mindsets are totally different and we're focused on different things so it does make our relationship a lot harder than most i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to turn this into like an interview i definitely want it to be like a 50 50 conversation but i do have questions so like is there ever a moment and i don't want you to like i don't want you to feel like i'm pressuring you into a conversation because keep in mind we're still friends and i still want to be friends after this oh yeah but 
but do you ever feel that because there's a, a different level of thinking that that adds pressure to your conversations? Like, do you ever feel, oh my God, I don't want to ask that, but I do want to ask that, but I don't want to oh, ask that. Snap. Go I, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do you ever feel like there's a disconnect? Ooh, dang. Um, is there a disconnect? Not is there a disconnect because you're still with her and it's a happy relationship. Oh, but yes. do you ever feel like at times because of the the different stages in life, because she's exiting this stage and mm-hmm. you're You've already gone through it. Already in the stage. So do yeah. you ever feel like there's a disconnect in some way, shape, form, or fashion? In certain areas, yes. When we have our certain like when she's stressing about grades and stuff like that, I'm like, don't stress it. It's not that big of a deal. You've already gotten your acceptances in certain colleges. Like, you know, because I've already gone through it. So I know what it is on the other side of the tunnel. I know a C is not gonna freaking kill me or anything like that so i'm trying to you know get it to calm down so we do disconnect in certain uh areas i would say yeah there is a like you said it's a different mindset for both of us so so i know for a fact that um so let's touch on people entering college at the same time Mm -hmm. so i know when i was in high school i wanted a girlfriend never worked out But I've always asked myself, if I did have a girlfriend with me, would I have went to, would we have went to different colleges still in a relationship? My answer is, mm, I don't have an answer. (laughs) I I don't know. I truly don't know. What do you think? See, for, from what I've seen. People who were dating in high school and went off to college, most of the time, they normally just split up. And But I will admit, that's not the case for everybody. Some people are able to stick it through across the country and that long distance stuff. You know what? To those people, I applaud you. It's nothing that I would be able to do, but I applaud you all for being able to do that long distance. But I don't, I don't think I'll be able to do that, no. If we are going, leaving high school together, we're going to the same college together. We're just going to have to find a college that fits both of us. That And, and, and in a perfect world, <laughs> that makes yeah, so much sense. in a perfect it, world, yeah. That makes so much sense. But the fact of the matter is how out of all of the relationships coming out of high school, what is the percentage of them, what is the percentage of these same relationships going to the same school? Mm. It can't be more than 50% because 50% breaks up. You're right there. So my thing is if I wanted, I feel like if people want the relationship to work from, I mean, going into college together, I feel like they definitely have the the willpower to do it. The question Mm -hmm. is, do they want to do it? Because people get to college and, you know, you see the freedom and you see all of the excitement, but how willing is this? 18, 19, 20 year old. We talk we talking about a person who's really just experiencing freedom. Yeah. From a person like me, I, I mean, I'm at home. I well, at the time I wasn't working, but I was at home and I tended to my grandmother. So my mom and I were both caregivers to my grandmother. So I stayed home a lot of time to- a lot of my time. It, it was home because I, I had to help. But 
the for people like me when you get out in this world college i don't have to be home i'm not obligated to call yeah. so now i'm getting this freedom and i don't know what to do with it so you're asking people really set these expectations now i'm not going to say people teenagers set other teenagers on this expectation mm-hmm. of commitment and the fact of the matter is everybody isn't I'm not going to say mature enough, but everybody isn't ready to be like, okay, well, I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. And um, I'm going to be committed with you throughout college. I'm not going to cheat. That's not always the case. And I feel like that's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then the, go ahead. I think it, like you were saying, not everybody's ready for that, but I, I was just on Clubhouse the other day and I was in this, uh, I was in this chat. And this girl, she was 18, just like I, and she has said, you know, she wants to get married young. Like, she's talking, like, early 20s, and I'm high-key in that same boat. I would like to get married at a young age, God willing, um, because I just feel like that's something that I would want to do. I don't want to stay in the streets all my life, you know what I mean? Right. For that age, you know, I would like to get married young, early 30s, start having kids, settle down for a family early on, so... Cause I like to travel, you know, I like to do stuff. So in my older days, I want to, you know, be all over the world. Exactly. But like you were saying, for some people, that's not the case. A lot of people want to experience life while they're young in their early twenties, you know, going to clubs, partying, having their situationships and everything else, you know. But you know what, that comes to the question of should, well, when it comes to relationships in college and being, you know, separated by distance, should cheating be expected within these relationships? Should it be expected? That's a hard question. It is a hard question because then that taps in. (laughs) Now we, now we got a conversation because that taps into, do you really know the person that you're with? Mm -hmm. And do you really know the person that you're with because you don't want to say, Oh, okay, well we're going to college and I know you're going to see people and you know, I'm going to see people. So that's the main reason why a lot of people end it. But then you also have people who say, okay, you're going to see some things. I'm going to see some things and we can both dibble and dabble, but just know at the end of the day, you know, where home is. And then you have those people. So it's it's kind of it's kind of weird because you don't want to say, well, I I know they I know they're going to cheat, but I'm gonna still stay with them. But should cheating be expected? My answer is no. no. I don't think anybody I don't think anybody should ever expect to be cheated on. I mm-hmm. feel like if the, if you're opening the door and leaving room for somebody to cheat on you. I, I hate to say it, but you deserve to be cheated on if you're expecting somebody to cheat on you. And they haven't done anything, then you deserve it. I say what I said. I'm not taking it back. We can all agree to disagree. But if you expect cheating, then you damn sure can't get mad when somebody do it. You're not wrong about that. Because that goes into the whole manifestation thing. You know, you bringing on all that negative energy is going to bite you in the butt. But so. you want, and oh my God, manifesting. So, so mm, if you manifest somebody is cheat, if you manifest somebody cheating on you, and you're banking on them cheating on you, because you you gotta understand you have people out there who are real big on energy, 
and manifest in positive energy. And everybody knows that what you put out is what you attract. So if you, if you're pressuring people into cheating, because if I, I feel like if you're constantly saying, oh, you must be doing this. Oh, you must be doing that. Oh, you must be doing this. That pushes them to do it. Because now it's the mentality where it's like, well, if you out here claiming that I'm doing it, when the opportunity presents itself, I'm not going to feel bad by doing it it because you don't told me that I was going to do it. So I don't know, but I don't think, I truly don't think cheating should be expected. No, I don't, I don't think it should be expected, but I also think, hmm. But by you preparing for it, I guess you are expecting it, you know? Because I was going to say, I don't think it should be expected, but I do think you should prepare for anything to happen. That does include cheating. But I feel like that's like expecting it if you're preparing for it. It kind of is. Oh, well, mm, expectation expectation and preparation. What's the difference? I'm preparing. Okay. You can say I think it's two different things. I feel like if I say I'm preparing myself for the worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. that is different because preparation is something that you do with preparation is something that somebody does within oneself. You have to have a personal conversation with yourself in order to say, I'm preparing myself for the worst. That's something you tell yourself. Expecting somebody to do something, that has a lot to... Mm, oh my gosh. I don't want to say it, but it's the truth. For a lot of people that say, I'm expecting you to do something, you have to tell them, like, I'm expecting you to do this. So, okay. okay. Let, me, let me backtrack. Let me make it make sense. If you're expecting someone to do something, nine times out of ten, you're telling them... I'm expecting you to do this, so yeah. let's do this to prevent my expectation, if that makes sense. I hear you. So, I, I, yeah, I, just, I, I'm, I don't think about that one. But let, let's, switch, let's switch gears for a little bit, because you right. asked me a question earlier, and this was the question. Should dating, should you date someone that's not mentally stable? Or should dating be allowed with someone who isn't mentally stable? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take the ball with this one. What goodness? Don't cancel me, y'all. This is don't cancel me, y'all. Should you be dating if you are not mentally stable? Um, that's a. That's, I got to be careful with my words here. Um, well, I'm gonna go ahead and say no, but I'm gonna let you have your time, and I'm gonna sit this one out. Until okay, you're, thank <laughs> until you for saying no first. That made me much. That made me comfortable. And speaking, okay, so yeah, I, I do agree. I don't think you should be dating if you're not mentally stable because when you are dating someone, that is two different entities coming and conjoining with each other. Okay, they have their own problems, they have their own history, and you got and you yourself have your own problems in your own history. When you guys come together, the two becoming one is going to create its own problems. So you shouldn't be carrying old luggage into this new relationship you shouldn't be carrying a bad mental state into this old relationship just how you shouldn't be carrying a a bad financial state or a bad spiritual state you know or a bad uh physical health state you shouldn't be carrying that into relationships because it it's already a problem itself 
when two people come together, it already creates problems by itself. So you shouldn't be wanting to bring in more problems. Now, when we, when I say um, mentally stable, I don't mean that you have, um, that you are, you have completely mastered whatever um, mental health problem you suffer from. Thank you for clearing that up, but go ahead and continue. I appreciate that. I mean that you are able to, um, you know how to communicate even through it. You know how to handle it even when you're going, let's say you have panic attacks. Or better yet, let's say you suffer from depression or something like that. You know how to communicate to your partner. Yes, I suffer from depression. X, this is you. This is what you can do in order to help me when I'm having, uh, or when I'm in a depressive state. Uh, this is what I do as a coping coping mechanism when I'm in a depressive state. And you have to be clear, folks. Uh, let me also say that you have to be clear with what your coping mechanisms is. You can't assume that your partner is going to automatically know how you cope or how to help you cope. That's with a good your word. depression or anxiety or whatever it is, you you have to be clear, stated out A B C D. You have to be clear. They cannot read your mind. Nobody is a mind reader. And I also want to say this: I feel like people are about to attack me for this, but it has to be said. Don't think because you suffer from mental health or a mental health disorder that people are going to cater to you or treat you any differently. I feel like. A lot of people, when it comes to mental health, they feel like are, mm, let me be careful. A tread lot of, lightly. I know. Tread, I'm, I'm tread trying lightly. To so tread careful. lightly. I'm trying to be so careful. You better. I'm not going to say that. But, um, yeah, yeah. No, I already said it because I said cater to. So not you don't need a yes man when you're fighting mental health. I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest, especially when it comes to depression. Um, you don't need a yes man. You need somebody who's going to tell you the truth. And folks, the truth hurts sometimes, but it's what you need. When people are constantly giving you a way out or another way to view a subject, you need to listen. I know it may not be what you want to hear in the time, but you need to listen because nine times out of 10, they're just trying to help. So don't think that they're trying to attack you because they're simply just trying to help. You have to have a listening ear. Not to cut you off, not to cut you off at all, but I let, let me interject for just one second. Go ahead. About this specifically. Mm-hmm. No, you don't need a yes man. Mm-hmm. However, from coming from a person who has experienced being in somewhat of a relationship with the person who was suffering from a mental disorder, yes, a yes man isn't needed. However, that support and that reassurance is definitely needed, especially oh, when you're in a a situationship or a relationship with someone who could really be suffering from, you know, any mental illnesses. That that reassurance Mm -hmm. is very important. However, what you cannot do, 
not saying you obey it, but a person. What you cannot do is dismiss their mental illness because you don't know how to deal with it. That also has a has a lot to do with. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. go there, but I will. That oh, also has a lot there. to do with. Hmm, how do I want to word this? It has a lot to do with you knowing the situation you're getting your you're getting your ass into before you even commit to it. Nobody yeah. just wakes up with a mental illness overnight. Mm-hmm. That never happens. Shit develops over time. Okay, we yeah. know that. We all get that. But you have to know or at least be willing and be open to the fact that you're going to have to learn different ways and learn different techniques to learn. I mean, not to learn, but to deal with this different situations that your partner, boyfriend or girlfriend, whether you're straight or gay or mm-hmm. or tra- anything, anything, any sexuality, you have to learn how to deal with the person you're with. Okay. And that has a, that has a lot to do with compromising. Oh yes, Ooh, compromising a is a really big. Go ahead, go ahead. It, 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 you have to give. You have to give, and you also have to receive. But most importantly, you have to give. It's important for you to give without the expectations of receiving. Um, and I feel like a lot of times people don't want to give up their old habits because they're so used to it. They're so used to people being around them. Like I said, this being that true. yes man they have that yes man around them. So when people are challenging their old habits, they don't want to give that up. And they think that you're attacking them. This is very true. You know? So it's like you were saying, and I'm glad you brought up uh, support systems because that is most definitely different from a yes man. You have to be there for your partner. You have to encourage them. You have to love them unconditionally. Even when they are going off on you, when they're having their little tangents or their rants or when they are just crying and bawling their eyes out, you still have to be there and hold them and support them and love them and keep pushing them on. You know what? I'm happy you said that. Um, You got to be there to keep, you know, pushing them on and supporting them. But what I will not do, and I'm going to put this out there for, for anybody, and I don't care if I'm the only one who agrees with this standpoint because I could very much be the only one. Mm-hmm. But looking for somebody to feel... The void that you have, I completely disagree with. You cannot expect me to fill your void. You have to do your own work. As my as my girl Eon Levanzant, I don't give a damn. However you pronounce her name, you have to do your own work. You have to be the master of your own healing process. Now, somebody can guide you there, but you have to be willing to do the work to get there. But I'm happy you said that because Obed, you know, you a lot of people aren't willing to do the work to, to get yeah. themselves to where they need to be. And it takes time. It takes a whole lot of time. It's not going to be... Because it's not going to happen overnight. The healing process is not going to happen overnight because the trauma didn't happen overnight. Okay? The trauma took place for some people their whole childhood. That's 18 years. For some people, it may have just been 10, but the healing process may even be double. The healing process may take 20 years, but you have to yeah. dedicate and take time for that. But the person who suffers from the mentals also has to want it for themselves. You got to want it for yourself. I cannot be in a relationship with you when you are suffering from a mental illness and I want you to be better than you want yourself to be better. Like, no. Yeah. 
I, I can't want it more for you. But however, one thing I will say here is where love comes in. And I and I know we're getting away from the, the college relationship stuff, but this is stuff that people deal with in college relationships mm-hmm. because we're all young and we all deal with our own bullshit. But at the same time, I, <laughs> and this has a lot to do with the person you're with and your commitment to the relationship. It always comes back to commitment because yeah. I can say all day, I'm not going to, I'm, I, I can't be the void for you. And I can't, you know, be responsible for your healing process. And I can't want it for you more than you can, but that has a lot to do with how much I love you. And I don't want to go there, but I will. Go ahead. The love, the love a person has for you will dictate how long they are willing to put up with your crap. Not calling mental illness crap. Hear me out. This is what I'm saying. Everybody comes with their own baggage, like Obed said. But the fact of the matter is everybody isn't going to be able to deal with that for as long as you want them to. Hmm. And it's only a person who loves you enough is only going to deal with it for a certain amount of time before they say, I love you enough to let you go. Because at that point, when a person says, I love you enough to let you go, that means they have done all they can. Yeah. And that lets you know that whoa so somewhere along the line i fucked up Mm -hmm. if a person really tells you that i love you enough to let you go that that messes with a person's mind that truly does mess with a person's mind (sighs) but on that note here's a quick message and we'll be Now you all know, sitting up here and talking for hours and hours and hours can make me kind of thirsty. Wouldn't it make you? That's why I invest in a good water bottle. Which one you ask? The coldest water bottle. The insulated, durable, and sophisticated coldest water where they believe in owning one water bottle for the rest of your life built with the highest quality material to keep your warden as cold as scientifically possible head over to the coldestwater.com and make sure you use code tyree t-y-r-e-e to receive 10 percent off of your first purchase and your second and your third All right, we are back. And listen, I y'all just don't understand. When it comes to dating in college, it's a lot of things that is that really comes into play that a lot of people really don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is one reason why I haven't entered a relationship in college. Not saying the the opportunity never presented itself, but I got to deal with that. I got to deal with family work. I have to deal with my actual work. And then I have to still deal with all of my personal projects that I have going on for myself. It's a lot. It's a lot that people really have to deal with. Go ahead, Obed. I'm going to let you speak on it. Um, yeah, like you're saying, it is a whole lot. When you take into consideration all the things that you yourself has has to balance and everything that's on your plate, 
And then not only that, but if you're jumping into a relationship, that, that's an, a whole nother person and their plate that you have to deal with as well. But I want to um, I want to talk more about relationships, but not in the romantic aspect. Um, networking and actual business and uh, friendships as well. Uh, we class of twenty twenty, uh, the high school graduating class, they we kind of got held back. Um, when it comes to all of that, when it comes to relationships. Uh, this pandemic has really put a strain on all of us. Uh, I agree. The, I, I mean, agree. I know people are probably tired of hearing about this pandemic, but folks, it's still here. Please wear it your is. mask. Please Very wear your mask. So. Social distance. But like, like I was saying, we got held back a lot of like for me, for example, I'm an actor. I'm a photographer and a videographer, so I am a people's person. I like to go out into uh, get with people and gather in large groups. I like to be close to people, not in a weird way, but LOL, <laughs> you know. Um, and this pandemic has really messed us up. I can't network like I want to network. I can't go mm. to auditions like I want to go to auditions. I can't communicate. Like if I was on campus right now, uh, my professors, um, I attend Coppa State University, by the way, go Eagles. But um, my advisor, my apologies, my advisor, he was saying our theater department normally is traveling all the time, going to multiple competitions each semester. And I've missed out on those opportunities and those networking opportunities simply because of this pandemic. And it sucks. It sucks big time you know what to piggyback off of that it's very interesting that you point that out because um we all know 20 we all know 2020 had it bad and 2021 has it bad too but the one thing i've always stated the difference between 2020 and 2021 is that 21 you had the you had the time to expect that you were going to lose things Mm-hmm. 2020 we lost things had hope for having things and still lost the shit that we just couldn't have like exactly. we our hope we had hope and the hope got crushed y'all was able yeah, to yes. expect expect that y'all weren't going to be able to have certain things not to say that it makes it better because y'all still didn't have it but it makes it a little easier to cope mm-hmm. with in my opinion if you if I would love to hear somebody from 2020, I mean, 2021, actually counter this because, yeah, I really want to know. Yeah, because like you said, they expected it. You know, we, for us, we were in the middle of our senior year, about to go into March Madness, and they said, okay, school's going to be closed for two weeks. And then they went on to go on a month and then two months and then out for the rest of the entire year. And then we thought throughout the summer, we possibly could have a freshman year. Nope. That was taken away from us, too. Some of us had the opportunity to go on campus, and I am so proud of you guys. I hope you guys are all safe and healthy. But for us others who were at home, that was not the case for us. We did not have that uh, college freshman experience. I did it. And you you want to know something? Oh, my God. God works in mysterious ways. Y'all, I know I cuss like a sailor and stuff like that on my podcast, but I do actually believe in the Lord's word. But let me tell you something. Let me show you how God worked. I -hmm. was, like I said in one of my previous episodes, I had a very good relationship. (laughs) I had a very good relationship with the people who were attending Towson University. That's where I was Mm -hmm. supposed to go. And then 
because of my, at the time, because like I said, I'm growing. I promise mm-hmm. you, I'm not the same person I was in in December. I promise you, I'm not. My my mind is 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 growing. It's I'm in a growth process right now, but my ignorance at the time didn't uh, because of my ignorance, I wasn't able to understand and help somebody while they were going through their own situation. Hmm. With that being said, if I was on campus with them people, I would have oh. been shunned. Now, <laughs> granted, now. I apologize to him. Well, to the person I offended. Mm-hmm. Every now to the other people, I, I have no reason to talk. Well, it's the podcast. I don't care. We're talking about college relationships. And I don't want to pull back from this and I don't want to make it about my the situation I had with them. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy I reached out to her and apologized to her specifically because she was the person we were all talking about and she was the person I offended. When it came to the time where other people started coming in, I understood it because that was their friend. I got it. I 100% understood that. But one thing I never did within that conversation was call anybody out of their name. Now, granted, I'm Tyree. I say a lot of rude and Ooh. I could be ru- the rudest person on this planet. And I say yeah. a lot of, di- I say, okay, don't agree. But I say a lot of disrespectful <laughs> things out of my mouth. I get that. But I'm okay. I'm not going to go no further. But I'm saying all of that to say if I was on campus with them, I would have been shunned. So I'm kind of happy that everything did work out the way it did with me and my journey. Because if yeah. it was any different, I would not have been able to grow from that point, to be quite honest. Yeah, like you said, God most definitely works in mysterious ways. Although I've missed out on all of those auditions and all of those networking opportunities, he still provided a lot of other opportunities that I didn't expect to see coming. This is very true. I mean, I was able to do virtual plays. I was able to actually uh, meet with uh, directors in the local area that I don't think I would have been able to meet in person if I was on campus. And I feel like now I was I was also able to build a strong relationship with my professors and some of my classmates, surprisingly, even though we were virtual. Even though we were virtual, I was still able to overcome that and actually build relationships. I am on the verge of getting auditions, although they are still virtual and virtual plays, I'm still getting auditions now. I'm still getting the photo shoots. I'm still shooting the videos, you know. It's not as many as I would like, and it's not with the people who I would choose to do it for, but it's still an opportunity that I am eternally grateful for. Yes, we love that. And congratulations, by the way, because we love that. Because we all, we one well, I'm going to say I 100% thought that once we got in the pandemic, it was just over. I expected oh, yes. it to get worse and worse and worse and worse. But it actually had its its upsides, kind of, oh, yeah. kind of sort. It definitely had its upsides. I know, um, speaking about relationship, you know, family-wise, for me, it was extremely extremely hard because I am a big family guy and my family's in Louisiana so we would go down there every summer so this summer we weren't able to 
uh, and it was hard being away from my family. It was hard doing Christmas away from my family and being on FaceTime with everybody and seeing them cooking all this good food that I wasn't able to have because I wasn't there. But it was it, it brought us closer together. Despite us being further apart than we've ever been during the holidays and all this time, it actually brought us closer together. Um, I feel like during this pandemic, it really showed you who really cares about you and who is really on your team. This pandemic has uncovered so much stuff. It's not even funny. But you know what? Um, not to cut you off, but I, I, I can't move on forward without saying this in regards to family relationships and mm-hmm. the pandemic. So I actually had I've had people close to me catch COVID and by the grace, they made it out of it. Mm. The closest, the first close person to catch COVID was, was close to me was my aunt Mm -hmm. and my aunt, she had a very bad experience with COVID as everybody has, you know, but the problem with her was her med, the medication that they prescribed to her for her, I guess you could say her, um, you know, getting back to, who she was yeah. it wasn't working her medication actually made her feel worse mm. and then she caught covid and you know went through the process my cousin was there to help assist her and then my uncle stayed in the you know stayed in the living room because he couldn't go in the room where my aunt was but he mm-hmm. stayed in the living room and then he worked a lot so it was kind of easy for him not as a husband But it was easy for him to still be able to maneuver because he had multiple jobs. He was a provider. So it was easy for him to come, you know, come home, wash, hurry to the bathroom, wash up. And then they had different bathrooms in the house. He had access. Yeah. So he was able to not catch it. My cousin, on the other hand, because her mother had it and she was tending to her mother, she caught it. Wow. So not so not only did my aunt catch it, but my cousin caught it. And I think they prescribed my cousin the same medication that my aunt had, if I'm not mixing up the story. Mm-hmm. And my it, the medication worked for my cousin. So by the grace, they both, you know, was able to go without COVID for all of this time. And yes. then they quarantined. And, you know, you know, about them not, I mean, about them quarantining, you know, we couldn't see them. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you, I need to see my family. So we kept my grandmother away from them because I'll be damned if my grandmother gets sick. (laughs) My grandmother not getting sick. I'll get sick before my grandmother gets sick. Yeah. So we, they quarantined. We stayed away from them. They came out of it. They were good. Now, my mom's fiance his father caught COVID. And then I believe if I'm not, I don't want to put false information out there. So if they do happen to listen to this in my and I am putting false information out there, my apologies, but I don't think I'm wrong here. His father caught COVID and then his grandmother caught COVID. Wow. Now I know his grandmother caught COVID because I remember him telling me that out of everybody in his family, his grandmother, of course, is the oldest in the line, but she has gone through the most stuff. So she's gone through like um, pneumonia, yeah. COVID. But I think she has. I think she had COVID like more than once. 
wow. or pneumonia more. But she was able to come out strong over top of anything. But as far as COVID and family, it definitely took a toll on mine when it came to people actually contracting the virus. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it also helped with bringing the family together because we never used to get together as much as we did now. Yeah. We never used to get together as much as we do now. Now it's, it's game night every Friday and stuff like that. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. See, my family, we didn't, we aren't so fortunate. You know, we are one of the ones who have lost uh, a family member to COVID. Oh, I'm sorry and, to hear that. Yeah, COVID, um, it, it's so much more than just COVID. It brings pneumonia. It brings a whole lot of other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, my grandmother, actually, she passed, um, what was that, in November on Thanksgiving Day, she had passed. Wow. Um, and that was hard. That was very hard because it was unexpected. We didn't know she was even sick. And surprisingly, that wasn't due to COVID. One of my aunts had passed to COVID, but my grandmother's death was not due to COVID. And it was just, it was, you know, it's, it, it was unexpected and it really took a toll on the family, it took a toll on me most definitely. But um, it's important that we stay safe and we check up on our loved ones. We check up on our friends. Got to. Um, because, you know, it's not just physical health that we need to check up on, but it's also mental health. Suicide is a thing, folks. Suicide is most definitely a thing. And we have to be mindful and be careful and check up on our family and our uh, friends and make sure that they are okay. Talk to them even for an hour, two hours. If you're calling them once a month, every two months, talk to them. If they pop up in your mind, you probably should call them. You definitely should. You You definitely should. The, cra- the crazy thing is, I have a friend. Her name is Kirsten. Hello, Kirsten, if you're listening. And she's really big on, she's very big on friendships and stuff like that. And always, you know, reaching out to people to make sure that they're good and that they're okay. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that I always appreciate, well, have always appreciated from her. is because she's always making the initiative. And when people that's take good. initiative to, like, check up on you, you remember that. And you mm-hmm. appreciate that in the long run. Well, definitely. It's good to have friends like that. It definitely it's really is. Good to have friends like that. Now, you all know, sitting up here and talking for hours and hours and hours can make me kind of thirsty. Wouldn't it make you? That's why I invest in a good water bottle. Which one, you ask? The coldest water bottle. The insulated, durable, and sophisticated coldest water where they believe in owning one water bottle for the rest of your life built with the highest quality material to keep your warden as cold as scientifically possible head over to the coldestwater.com and make sure you use code tyree t-y-r-e-e to receive 10 percent off of your first purchase and your second and your third All right, everybody, it is that time of the episode or that time of day where you guys hear the JFK of the day, okay? So for the people who don't already know, there is a segment over here on the Tyree Has the Audacity podcast called the JFK. J standing for the joke. F, oh, wait, what was the F again? 
Oh, okay. So the, <laughs> the J for the joke, the F for the fun fact of the day, and the K is known as the kick that I'm going to give at the end of every single episode. So the joke, Obed, this is the joke. You, it's a question. You got to get oh, it. Oh, snap. How much do dead batteries cost? How much do dead batteries cost? I don't know. How much do dead batteries cost? LOL. None of the jokes are funny, but it's okay because they're funny to me. Nothing. They're free of charge. <laughs> they're free of charge. It's funny. Oh, I don't, I don't care what nobody says. Kind of funny. I like that. I like it that. makes sense. I don't care what nobody says. It's funny. Okay. F for the fact of the day. A goldfish has a memory span of three seconds. Three seconds? Three seconds. Imagine living in this world with a memory span of three seconds. I guess that's why they live in those small bowls, huh? I guess that's why they die so quickly. That's, wow. Yeah. Mm, but I'm going to leave that one alone. So, the kick for today. Let me tell you something now. Remember, the kick for last Thursday was if there was somebody coming at you and you haven't been saying anything to them, that was their time to let them have it. That was the kick for Thursday. But the kick for Tuesday, well, today or tonight is show grace. Mm. We got to get to a point where we have to learn how to show grace to people. You know, oftentimes we jump to conclusions. Oftentimes we make assumptions. Wow. And we prejudge people's situations without knowing a damn thing about them. Yeah. And I remember last Thursday, I told you guys I had a coworker at work that I really wasn't, I didn't care for. And she kept saying stuff out of her mouth that I didn't like. And then she walked up to me today and she didn't say anything wrong. She, she greeted me and it was something about, because I'm real big on energy. And it was something about the energy that she gave me, which dive like I don't know if it's called divert, but it changed the energy I had towards her. So B, I want to encourage you all to show grace to people. Because you know, through at that moment where I was saying she was saying slick shit out of her mouth to me, she could have been going through something at home. Even though it had nothing to do with me, she could have been going through something at home. Mm. She could have, um, she could have lost something that morning that was very important to her. Her children could have been sick at home and had something, and which prohibited from her doing something that she needed to do. You know, her her spouse could be in a bad health state. I don't know. You don't know. We don't know what goes on with people once they leave out of our presence. You, yeah. We don't know what people are thinking about. So I encourage you to show more grace to people. When people will say nasty, rude, or negative comments. Now, I know this may sound out of the blue for you guys, but I always say, God bless you. When people are rude to me, I always say, God bless you, because I don't know where that anger is coming from. And mm-hmm. clearly, it has a lot more to do with them than it has to do with me. So... That's good. Yeah. I was thinking about that. (laughs) I was thinking about that one. Thank you. I appreciate that. So that's the kick of today. Obey, I want to say thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. You already know I got to bring you back. Thank you you for having me. I would love to come back, man. I would love to come back. 
you already know I'm going to bring you back, okay? Please let the people know where they can find you. And if you have any updates to give the people, I don't care. You can take five, you can take four seconds. You can take four minutes. I don't care. Let's let them do. have it. Listen, folks, you can follow me on Instagram at obg.period1995. That's one period, 1995. Um, I don't think I have anything to update them about. Uh, just follow me. I'll keep you guys updated. I sing. So if you guys need a tenor, I'm here. I act. Uh, so if you guys need yes, an actor, does. I'm also And he's a good actor and a good singer. Anyway, I'm just having my friend continue. Thank you. And also, if you need a photographer, I, I don't want to put down Tyrese business, but I'm also a photographer as well. Oh, no. This is the moment where you put yourself out there. You you highlight your photography. Yes, he does photography. Yes, he's good at photography. Yes, he has done model shoots. Yes, he has done fashion shows. He's Listen. waiting to get a wedding under his belt. And yes. I know people aren't doing weddings right now, but if you're going to the Justice of the Peace, they are allowing... Are they allowing people to have a guest? I don't think they are. But he can get you coming out. So uh, Yes, I can. I'm just, and I I'm love doing runways. So if y'all have a fashion show coming up, I love doing runway shoots. So we don't know who doing fashion shows in the middle of COVID, but that's your. Hey, some people doing it. One. Some people doing it. I I haven't seen them. I'm like, okay, y'all hey, got mask off, but go ahead. He's your guy. He's your guy. Your that's guy. all I'm saying. He's your guy. So. With all of that being said, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And here is today's poem. I have been running, running on this path, knew it to be small and rugged. However, I wanted to go on this path. So I was running, running, <laughs> running on this path and I saw an opening and I was glad, relieved because I believed, believed there would be joy for me there. So I was running, running on this path, and in the distance I could see light. Excited, I kept running, running. And I was running on this path. And when I arrived, there were stairs, the stairs to life. Poetry by Jill Scott. You've been listening to the Tyree Has the Audacity podcast, the number one audio production show for people who just don't give a damn. If you loved today's episode, I would like for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you receive your favorite podcast. Be sure to come back every Tuesday and Thursday to see what taboo topic is up next. I love you all, and I pray that you learn to love yourself just a little bit, just a little bit more than the day before. Peace and blessings to you all, and I'll talk to you guys next time.